0: Hey everybody, what's happening? My name's Ken Chevalier and I'm the author of False Jesus and the podcast host for False Jesus. And I'm glad that you decided to join me today on this episode that is entitled Information Overload. Man, I wanna do something a little bit different today. And here's the reason why. As I sat down to plan out this podcast, I realized that the majority of what I was gonna share with you came from my mentor, Dave Buring. He's the guy who disciple me in the ways and character and mission of Jesus, and many of the principles that I teach and that I live by today come from my 20-year relationship that I've had with Dave Buring. He's the one who taught me to keep my eyes on Jesus alone and to always test whatever anyone says about God, about Christianity, about the Bible against the Word of God, including him, Dave Buring. So I was gonna write, I was gonna talk about, you know, the, the amount of information that you and I have accessible to us today. With the technology that it's available, we no longer even have to look up information in books or even on the internet now. We just speak it into the air and we say things like, hey Siri or okay Google and ask questions. And within .02 seconds, we have an answer or links to thousands of articles full of information for us to absorb. This is called information overload. And it's too much for us to attain. We cannot possibly sift through all the information that's available to us. And there's this overwhelming and constant flow of studies and data and ads and reels that claim that they can transform our minds and our bodies and our eating habits and you name it. It can transform it. And especially when it comes to our spiritual lives, there's an endless stream of sermons and teaching clips and sound bites and podcasts that promise life change. But the question is this, that we're going to discuss in this podcast today, is how do you know if any of it's true? Which ones do you trust? Which voice do we listen to? So, Instead of me kind of just teaching through this process that Dave Buring taught me, I thought that I would just record a candid conversation with him about it. So I hope you enjoy this conversation today called Information Overload. I'm excited to introduce you to Dave Buring. So Dave I want to welcome you to the False Jesus podcast man so glad that you're joining me today. You are the first ever guest on the False Jesus podcast so thank you for coming on with me Dave.
1: Wow that's a big honor.
0: It's <laughs> always awesome. it's always good to do things with you especially when we're dealing with Jesus. That's right man. So we you know in this podcast um you know this obviously you know I we we talk about cultural misconceptions about yeah. Jesus and Christianity, the Bible, and and how culture really, um, and this is not a new problem, but it's just culturally misrepresenting Jesus. Yes. And I believe firmly that if people saw Jesus for who he really is, they would want to follow him. But culture has completely misrepresented Jesus and given us a false Jesus to believe in and follow. And so this whole podcast, you know, man, is, is just trying to combat that and give people a true picture of who Jesus is. So Dave, why don't we start here, man? Um, why don't you introduce yourself so that people know who you are, why it is that I have, you know, for 20 years have been in friendship with you, your mentor of mine. Um, so tell people about who you are and what you do.
1: Yeah. So uh, my wife, Cheryl, and I live in Franklin, Tennessee. We've got uh Two kids that are grown, married, and we've got four grandkids. And uh, Cheryl and I met when we were missionaries, when we were about twenty years old, and we're sixty-three now. So you can do the math on that. We are celebrating our fortieth anniversary here coming up, and uh, so
0: congratulations, uh, man! That's awesome.
1: Thank you. Where yeah, are you go anywhere? Could, yeah, we're going to Saint Martin. It's uh, my wife's got a Dutch heritage, and Saint Martin is half French and half Dutch. So she's wanted to go, so we're going.
0: It's yeah, awesome. I love that. And you were you were you started missionary um, at YWAM Youth with a Mission, and so fun connection here. So my Kalea, my middle daughter, is currently with Youth with a Mission at the Kona base where you were on staff for what? How many years? That seven years. Seven years. So she's wow. out there now. She's getting ready. Uh, I think T minus two weeks or something like this till wow. she goes on her outreach to Mexico across Mexico. Wow. So dude, you can be praying for us on that one. So Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, no, that, that's awesome. And, and uh, I'm excited about that for Kalea and it really is a cool thing, Kent, that, you know, your daughter is a, in a place that was such an epicenter of the transforming of my own life to another level. So that's just, it's, it's awesome. So yeah. anyway,
0: so from YWAM you go and you you plant right a church.
1: Yep. Yeah, we planted churches. We I had a four or five year window where I had ten trips in and out of Russia where we mobilized short term mission teams from uh, throughout the world to join us in a Krasnodar, Russia, which is down by Sochi where the Olympics was several years ago, and uh, then we jumped into more pastoring, and then the last. What sixteen years now? I've been full time with an organization called Lion Share, which focuses on disciple making, both in in the church and within society.
0: I love it, and dude, it, I met you right as you were about to transition into launching Lion Share, um, and so man, I'm I'm excited because when I first heard you at Acts Alive in Erie, Pennsylvania, this this camp for students, I brought my students, and I was like. Oh my goodness, I have never heard some of these concepts, some of the that come straight from the scriptures, but I had never heard it that way because I hadn't really been discipled in that way. So you then I I came right to you and said, Man, I've never heard this. Would you spend time with me? Because I've got a ton of questions. And you and I have almost 20 years now been in relationship. And one of the things that that I want to that I've learned from you. Um, that this episode of False Jesus, like as I started to write and I started to kind of sit down, I was like, wait a second, everything I'm about to share in this episode is is from Dave Buring. So you've taught me this process. And so I just want to kind of talk about this. I want to set up the conversation about this information overload that we have in our culture today. You know, mm-hmm. as I pick up my iPhone here, I've got everything in this little mini computer that I could ever want, I just speak into the air and and I say, "Hey, you know, Siri." If I turn that on, it will probably happen right now. She'll, you know, yeah. and, and "What do you want?" And and hey, you know, Alexa and okay, Google, and we have information like that in point zero whatever seconds. All of yes. this information right at our fingertips, and that's just the internet, right? That's you know. But the same thing is true when it comes to spiritual things, to the things of Christianity, the Bible, Jesus. We have these social media clips that as we're scrolling on our phone, as we're on Twitter, and I did a previous episode called Twitter Theology, where people are getting their theology, forming their theology from social media. These short little clips from celebrity pastors, nothing wrong with that. But my question is, you know, in all of this, when we have all these Bible reading plans, when we have all of these, you know, smartphones telling us exactly what it is that we should believe in, how do we know who to trust? Who should we, you know, where does it, you know, kind of all form into how do we know who to trust? How do we know what to trust? What is that? Because I see a lot of people who have all of this information at their fingertips, but they're still not following Jesus. Totally. Their lives are not transformed. We, you know, change isn't happening. So you've taught me a process that quite honestly, just so everybody knows this, this has become my lifestyle now. You know, Mm -hmm. this process has become an everyday, and every hour kind of process for me, to know who it is to trust all of this. Um, you know. So let's talk about this information and, and and talk to me about this process of transformation that um, you've got this incredible story um, about this pastor friend that you sat down with him. And so why don't you tell everybody this story? Yeah,
1: so this is now, Kent, about, it uh, feels to me like around January of 14, something like that. And uh, a guy I had never met, who pastors here in the Nashville area reached out to me and said, "Hey, can I buy you lunch? Want to talk about something?" So we go out and have lunch. And it was one of those relationships that within the first 10 15 minutes, you know, this is going to be good. This is and and I mean literally this is a guy every 6 weeks I meet with still. We play golf together, we eat together, we share deeply together. And so we're out to lunch and he um he says to me, you know, after we kind of get through the Tell me about your family and you know all that kind of stuff. He says, So let me tell you why I'm asking you to lunch. And he said, So in my church, Dave, we preach the word. And I know this guy, it's true. They really dive into the word. There's you don't have to guess what the Bible says about things. He's on it. And and he's telling me people in my church they memorize scripture they could recite to you like the overview of the whole book of Romans i mean really into it but but then he drops his glasses down you know on his nose and and leans across the table and he says to me but they're not being transformed what am i not doing mm. and i i kind of winked at him and i said you know the devil knows the bible really well and he's not transformed either oh, and he yeah. kind of leaned back in his chair a little bit but he he smiled at me and he said, "Well, Dave, I know you're a guy that tries to make disciples, and discipleship brings about transformation. What is it I'm not seeing? Is there some process I'm missing?" And so that's kind of where it began in conversation with him, Kent. And then I, I just begin to lay out to him what you know what we're talking about here today.
0: Yeah, because a whole bunch of people can be listening to these clips. They can be, you know, posting things on social media, this verse or that verse. But then, you know, in our everyday life. Man, that word transformed, and I want to get to this, like, that's such a, what does that even mean? But I want to walk through this process uh, because, you know, there are things on the internet that, man, I, okay, does that mean that I'm going to see results? Like, is that like, if I'm going to eat right, I I see I I lose weight, you know, transform your body in six weeks or less, you know, so what does that mean? So walk me through this process of the difference of information And and this information overload, there's a difference here between what God wants and and how we have access to this information. So tease that out for me.
1: Yeah. So for me, Kent, when I think of information, there's a couple of words that I associate with it. It it means uh, with information, I become aware Mm -hmm. of something that I maybe wasn't aware of which could, could be a storm coming towards my home and I need to do this or that. It could just be, uh, um, you know, information I need to know related to Christmas. I mean, it could be anything. Information makes me aware. And, and it also is something that, you know, informs through facts and data.
0: Yes. Okay.
1: Okay. So I think we just have to realize we are in a world where because of The internet, because of all the stuff that's available to us, it's amazing. Like it is an amazing thing. The things that we have access to, like that. Like when Cheryl says to me, "Hey, I think we need to go on and do some Christmas shopping tonight." It's like I can just sit in my chair and bada bing, I've I've done all my shopping.
0: I know. The other night, the other night, my daughter Maddie, she's sitting on the couch, and I'm like, "What are you doing?" She goes, "I'm I'm shopping." (laughs) I mean, that's that's your point right there.
1: Right, and it's awesome. It's like I, I usually at Christmas time I'll go out one time for about two hours, and it's shopping for Cheryl, and it's usually stocking stuffers that I'll go get. Other than that, I'm grateful for the immediacy of it all. All right, so we live in this world where there's information all over the place. However, it's different than revelation, and so I like to define revelation as spiritual insight from God that requires a response. Let me say that again.
0: Spiritual insight from God that requires a response. Yeah. I need to write that down.
1: Yeah. So in other words, it's it's like God, it's like the imagery of it has to do like with a, the parting of a curtain. And and you've often heard me share this, Kent, where it's like if you're at a junior high or high school play, Revelation is is the image of, of what we experience there, where it's like you're sitting in the audience and five minutes to five seconds before you have no idea what's behind that curtain, but then once it opens up and you see that it's a space shuttle, a Hawaiian Island, an old Western town, you now see it. Once I did not see. And now I see revelation is something that God gives us. And, and there's a process of it. And, and this is kind of what it looks like to me, Kent. So it begins with this thing of revelation where God pulls the curtain back and we see something. And again, like I give said, me,
0: before yeah. you head into this, give me, cause, cause when I teach this concept that you've taught me, I will say things like I can be in the middle of a watching a movie and all yes. of a sudden, boom, something hits me. I get the feels if we use that term. Right. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like, oh my goodness, that points to something about God. I could be watching a movie that has nothing to do with God, but then all of a sudden it might be this like, oh my goodness, that's a beautiful picture of who Jesus is right in this movie that I'm watching with my family right now. Um, anytime, and, and maybe another way that if a person who's listening to this, if you've been reading your Bible, and all of a sudden you've, you've read a verse, maybe five 10 times but all of a sudden you read it this next time in a devotional and something jumps in your heart it's yep. like this this that's what we're talking about revelation totally. right because totally. we could be reading the bible and we're just gaining a bunch of information facts data knowledge about god but revelation is very different than just getting all of that information on the which i love this like you version verse of the day That's great. But if it doesn't lead to revelation and transformation, which, you know, then all we're doing is gaining information and we need to be careful here, right?
1: Yeah, no, that's exactly right. And and I think revelation, just like you were saying, it it can come in different expressions. And you and I both believe that in the Bible— It grounds us that we need to be people of the word, that we know the scriptures, but we also need to listen to the Holy Spirit who lives in us as followers of Jesus. And so those moments when, like, I remember, Kent, when I took my children to Lion King in the movie theater, and we're watching Lion King in the movie theater. And when I hear, I believe it was James Earl Jones' voice saying, remember who you are, you're my son, I became a puddle, because I didn't hear James Earl Jones and a lion. Yeah, I heard God reminding me remember who and and all of a sudden, it was like, I'm having tears in my eyes, having this whole extra experience that has nothing to do with what I'm watching on the screen. That was
0: Mufasa.
1: (laughs) Exactly, exactly. You know, and so it's like, We we have but but the cool thing about this Kent is like once you dial into trying to listen to the Lord, it's amazing how many times it comes in a given day, and 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 again it starts in the Word, but then as you as then you're living your life, you might not be with your Bible right now, but the Holy Spirit is in you, yes, and so the whispers that get dropped in there, it's learning to pay attention to when God. Reveals something to you because again, let me let me define this. Revelation is a spiritual insight from God that requires a response, mm, so good. and so it, it's something where God, like for me, Kent, the other day, I got I got like I use the word convicted of something. It's a it's a language that we we use, meaning the Lord speaking something to me of something that I've done that is outside of His ways. That I need to make right with somebody. And again, like you said, watching a movie could cause you to see something of the Lord. It can also cause you to realize, well, I'm watching this movie of this dad and this son who just had a repairing of their relationship. I don't have that. And the Holy Spirit might use that to go, I want you to see this, you know? And so, yeah, revelation is, it's the beginning point of transformation.
0: Yes, that's good. And then there's, you know, so I know when we teach this, we skip over this part. So we, you know, because it, it all has to end with, you know, this this part. So we, you know, revelation, lead we all want our lives to be transformed. Yes. Right. But there's this this step. So talk to me real quick about transformation. So like, we throw that term around that might be a little bit um, churchy in this type of conversation. What what do you mean by this? So, okay, we've got revelation that comes from God. It can happen. It always points back to Jesus, the scriptures, something that we need to do, you know, so it requires this response and we all want this transformation, but what do you mean by, by that word?
1: Yeah. So the bottom line is, it means change. Mm -hmm. God has changed us. So think, you know, like literally the word, the root of the word deals with the thing of the, the caterpillar becoming the butterfly, you know, the the critter on the ground who is very limited and can get squashed to all of a sudden now being beautiful and airborne. And, and it's, it's about from the inside out, Mm -hmm. God changing you.
0: Good. But the thing,
1: the thing that, that is really, really I,
0: important. Yeah. You yeah. Thought, because I think when, when we say culturally that I can transform your body in six weeks or less, if you do these things, I think when we think transformation, it's a, it's an equation, uh-huh. right? It's this, you know, okay. If you eat this certain way, you know, which, which is true. Sure. Um, but a lot of times I think culturally what we think transformation is I get what I want. Yeah. I, you know, the things that I want out of this, I get, and yep. do you think that's the same thing when it comes to God transforming our lives that we get what we want?
1: Wow. You teed me up good on that one. The answer would be a big fat no, you know, cause it, cause one it's like, Hey, there's nothing wrong with wanting to get your body in good shape. And of course there's nothing wrong with that. But the cool thing about this process, which, you know, let me just kind of make sure it's clear so you and I can talk about it. It begins with God revealing something, the way that you get to transformation, which is actually the third part of this is through the second door, and that is being obedient to Jesus. So it's being obedient to what God reveals to us, and then transformation can either happen in our lives or sometimes when God asks us to do something for somebody else, transformation comes to them through our lives. So we get to partner with God in seeing a life changed for the for his kingdom, for the better.
0: So here's, here's where to draw us back to the conversation with your pastor friend. Yep. Um, and, and even those of us who are listening to the False Jesus podcast right now, like we can know a lot about God, we can know stories in the Bible, we can memorize verses, we can listen to all of these clips and sermons and all this stuff. But if I'm not doing something with what it is that God has revealed to me, it's really just information. Totally. Because I'm I'm getting to use, you know, kind of, I'm getting spiritually fat, and I'm not working out what it is that God is putting in me so that I can continue to see my life transformed. Um, And so I think that that's where like before meeting you, this is what like I did not understand is that I would, I had gone to Bible college. I had, you know, I was a youth pastor at the time. I was, I was reading so many books and, and, you know, podcasts were just coming out. I was listening to it all, reading it all, all these things but I didn't see the life transformation. Yeah. And so you taught me about discipleship, this, this incredible concept, and I want you to speak to the definition of what you have taught me, what discipleship really is. Um, and, and you taught me this, and it transformed my life. God used you, revealed it to me to, to transform my life. So give us the definition of discipleship, because it has to do with this middle piece of, of obedience.
1: Yeah, so it's it's reproducing God's character, who he is, his ways, how he does things, and his mission, what he's called us to do in the lives of other people to the point that they can reproduce the same in others. So it's really the reproduction of God's character, ways, and mission based on scripture. But it's like, can like the thing that you're doing here with with false Jesus is huge and you've heard me say this many times over 20 years, that the image of God you carry around inside of you affects how you live your daily life.
0: Yeah, and, and, if- that, and that line right there was enough to point me on a trajectory because I had a really poor image of God in yeah. my life and, and how I thought he was out to get me and he was going to punish me at all times, yeah. and, you know, waiting for me to just sin so he could, you know, hit me upside my head. That's, that's my picture. That was yeah. my picture.
1: Yeah, and, and I think, and I think, along with that, Kent, there can be a, um, there can be the performing God, right? That that He loves you based on if you perform well, right. and so we all have these weird misconceptions, which you're tackling through False Jesus wonderfully, and it's a, it's but it's a big deal, and, and this is the way I'll often say it, Kent, because I I and I often see people quoting Bible verses. Sometimes badly and sometimes with wrong motivation or for selfish purposes.
0: Right.
1: And and I well, the way I'll often say it is don't just stop at the Bible, get into the Bible where you get to know God's character.
0: Yes.
1: Because if you if you don't know God's character,
0: how the heck are you gonna trust Him with your life? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. and I like that to go real quick to I just put po- posted on, on the False Jesus uh, account, social media, Instagram, where a lot of these Bible reading plans, which I'm a huge fan of, but most of us approach these Bible reading plans just to get through the Bible. And yes. I can say, I I read the Bible in a year, right? Yeah. But the point of reading the Bible is, is not to get through the Bible. the The point of reading these Bible reading plans is to get the Bible into us, and that's yes. what we're talking about. That's yeah. you know was really kind of teasing this conversation because if I'm not getting the Bible and Jesus teaching and everything, or the ways, character, mission of Jesus into me, yes, my life is not going to be transformed.
1: That's right. That's right. And and it and the simple part of this Kent goes back to like what did what is something the Lord has revealed to you like in the last week or two. That you knew when you're having a time with the Lord in the Bible, or you were hearing a sermon, or you were just in a conversation with somebody, or maybe it was watching Lion King, you know, whatever it was. Like, whatever God revealed to you, what did you do with that? Yes. And, And Matthew 7, in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus is teaching, and he says this, He who hears my words and does them is a wise man who built his house on, on a rock. And when the floods came, the rains came, the house stood because they heard my word and did them. We could put in parentheses after did them obedience. Yeah. Now, now, listen, the premise is the same for dude number two. He who hears my words, they also heard it and doesn't do it is a foolish man who built his house on sand. And, you know, all my Hawaiian friends will tell you, Bruh, not one good place to build a house on the sand, not don't build it there. Cause they know when the, when the tide comes up, aloha to your house. Right. Yeah. So it's like, it, it's, it's an important principle. It's like what God reveals to you, like the, the beauty of things these days can't like, even in our own church, if you couldn't make it on Sunday, you can watch the, you can watch it online you can still get a DVD. You can listen to the podcast and you can print out the pastor's notes. Right? That's awesome. But that's not the point. The point is in the midst of all of that, what is those one or two things where the Holy Spirit kind of gave you the elbows and the ribs and you know, whoa, 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 whoa. This is God speaking to me.
0: Yes, that's the point. I, I, I'll never forget when I was you were you were preaching in my church, and uh, I forget the context, but something came out of your mouth. Maybe it was one of the D four conferences, and um, something came out of your mouth that I was like, "Oh my goodness, that is good." You had never taught it before, even you were surprised that it came out of your mouth. Um, I wrote wrote it down as quickly as I possibly could. And you you said to me, I'm so thankful that you wrote it down because I want to use this again. And you said this term that what God reveals is not meant to be negotiated. Excuse me. What God reveals is not meant to be negotiated. It's meant to be obeyed. So yes. talk to me about that in the context of this definition of discipleship, because I have heard you shorten that definition of discipleship down really, you know, to like a few words and it has to do with that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of this with discipleship, it does come down to this whole thing of Matthew 28, where Jesus said, teaching them to obey. Yeah. Like discipleship really is about teaching people how to obey Jesus. And, you know, my kind of fun and dramatic way of saying this would be, look, if the God who is the maker of Mars and molecules has taken the time to reveal something to you, don't you think it's important that you take the time to respond to it in obedience?
0: Yes.
1: And and I remember that, Ken, you know what? It was actually um, Scott... Stevens had had me come and I was sharing with the Northway staff the very first time that thing ever popped out my mouth and and so I remember that now as you say that and but but that's the thing it's like because of the informational world we live in right now like for example me looking online to buy gifts for my grandkids and so what I'm doing because of the way that I like to do what are my options yeah. So there's this, there's this, there's, oh, but, oh, look, there's this. And there's all these options and I can. Endless options. It is, it is endless options. And then I can choose which one I think I want to get, give them as a gift. And I go, we can do that with revelation yes. that God reveals something. And it's like, okay, it's another option. It's not. If God has revealed to us, this becomes a build it on the rock or build it on the sand moment. And your obedience or disobedience to what God revealed will get you either on rocky, solid
0: land or sandy land real quickly. That's It's so good, man, because going back, so information overload, this concept of reading the Bible, reading books that are about the Bible, all these social media clips about the Bible, we can have so much information overload when it comes to spiritual things, and if we just continue to get through it and just scroll through it, we're not going to see the transformation that we all want. So this issue of this process of transformation that you have taught me that I now live by, God does the revelation. Yes. God does the transformation. But yes. I participate in yes. that transformation by being obedient to what God has revealed to me. And yes. when I do that whatever it is that he's revealed to me from the pages of scripture or a sermon or a movie, whenever I go to do it, then my life, and I'll just, I'll add this, my marriage, my family, my ministry with athletes in action has been transformed as a result of trying to be obedient to what God has revealed. And and so I just want people who are listening to this today, this is obviously a little bit of a different format to the false Jesus podcast, having a guest, but this concept has completely changed the trajectory of my life and how I now disciple people and how I live my life daily because, okay, so how do we obey? And you've given me two questions that we ask in Lion share. And then I want to get to what Lion share is all about. Um, you've given us two questions that you ask for this obedience piece. And so why don't you tell us that?
1: Yeah. And just before I do, Ken, I want to add this phrase uh, to this podcast is we've talked about this over the years. Obedience is the engine of transformation. That's so like, like yeah. if we, if we don't, if God's revealing like, 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 again, I don't want anybody who's hearing this to feel bad. But there's been some stuff God has revealed to you for weeks, months, and years, and you haven't done it. And you may be even shaking your fist at God, angry at him because he hasn't transformed. And he's looking at you going, son, daughter, I love you. I've shown you, but this is on you now to obey what I've shown you. And so for some of you, this episode maybe needs to close with getting on your knees and having a time of repentance and saying, God, forgive me for disobeying what you have already revealed and and by the way you know it's kind of like a spiritual chiropractic adjustment when you go and own the stuff that you've missed in repentance there's a new pathway for you to get up off your knees and begin to move in obedience so so Kent those two questions that you asked me to share is this the first one is so what has God revealed to me and the second one is how am I going to obey this in my life And so those are like, like you could apply that to this podcast. So like, if you turn this off right now and you were to ask yourself, okay, in the last X amount of time here that Kent and I've been chatting, what did God reveal to me? And then the next question is, how am I going to begin to obey this in my life? And that's where the practice of being a disciple in your life kicks in.
0: That's right. And this is, this is what Jesus did with he he said, "Okay, I'm gonna I'm going to teach you. Now I'm gonna send you out to practice this yep. because this this takes practice. This process yes. of transformation takes practice. And and I I remember like the first few times that I was kind of getting this and okay, understanding revelation from God. God, you're asking me here to forgive this person. Oh my goodness, fear and trembling sets in. Huh. Like, yeah, how do I do this? But." when I did go and have that conversation, confrontational conversation, God God transformed that relationship and took it to a whole nother level. Yeah. And just that's where the transformation that we want to see those two questions, Dave, I just want to thank you for those two questions that I believe God revealed to you. They're they're nothing new in the sense, but like the way that you put them, has changed the trajectory of my life, my marriage, my kids, my, my, my ministry, my, the way that I disciple other guys, just two questions has transformed the the way that I see life. Um, and so I just want to thank you for that. So Dave, I want to talk real quick as we kind of wind down here. Um, you know, we've talked about information overload, how revelation is very different from information. Um, and so I want to give you an opportunity because you consistently put out incredible resources through Lion LionShare. Um, that's the organization that you lead, uh, that you serve people through. Um, and so a couple of the resources that I want to tell people about, because as it pertains to the False Jesus podcast and trying to represent the true Jesus in a culture that I believe falsifies who Jesus is... Yeah. I want to point to a couple tools that you have. Can you tell people about the podcast that, that you have at Lion' share called wisdom unlocked the ways of God? Yeah.
1: So a couple times a month, we put out a podcast. It's on Tuesdays and, um, and that is a conversation that I usually have with a dear friend of ours, Sonia Beerson and, Uh, we have a conversation about different themes around the ways of God. And and again, the way that we define the ways of God is how God goes about doing things so that we know how to go about doing things. And so we have conversations about all kinds of stuff from, you know, um, our marriages to how do I hear God's voice to how do I, you know, walk in healthy relationships to what the heck is spiritual warfare, you know, all kinds of topics. And so that's something that comes out a couple of times a month.
0: I love it because it, it the the tagline is that okay. There's there's so much information that's accessible today. What our world really needs is wisdom because yeah. wisdom is in short supply. And, yeah. and God says to us in the scriptures, if any of you lacks wisdom, yeah. just ask. And I'll be generous to give it to you, right? That's the PK version of that verse. But um, I, I love that podcast. And then I want to I tell people about something that they can get right now. If they go to and download the Lion Share app, um, you have created a resource, dude. I love this that every day, talk about revelation every day, about God's character, about his ways, about his mission. Um, You do a devotional, a video devotional every day. Can you tell people about that? Yeah.
1: So uh, again, it's very much in line with what Kent's heart is here, is how do we help people see Jesus for who he really is? And so what we did is created a, a video, two minutes a day, That's all. So you can watch it. You can listen to it. Um, But if you go through it in a year, you hit 101 attributes of God's character three to four days each. So it might be three days on the mercy of God. It might be four days on the justice of God. It might be another four days on God's faithfulness, but it just takes you to a portion of scripture. And in two minutes, sows a thought in and, and lets you reflect on that thing for three or four days so that by the year's end, you have a greater sense of what God is really like versus how the world has portrayed him or how your own mind is portrayed him. And so if you go to the, to your app store and type in lion share leadership group, and you'll see a little lion's head there, that's it. And uh, it'll tee you up to be able to, to uh, listen to those daily.
0: Yeah. And I'll put, I'll put the link uh, into, you know, the social media stuff that I'll do uh, through false Jesus. But, um, man, Dave, I, I just appreciate the way, um, you know, and the, I learned this from you. I have a passion, especially with what I'm doing now with athletes in action to point people. I always say this, do not take my word for it. Yeah. Don't take some celebrity pastor's word for it. Yeah. Yeah. Take God's word for it. Yeah. So when you do, you know, that you're getting like you did, you know, the true character Of who God is because this is what he speaks about himself yes and so getting people's noses into the scriptures that's what I love about the tool that you have a discipleship journey this is what I love about lion's share in general and who you are Dave as a person as you constantly are pointing people back to who Jesus really is not the cultural misrepresentation and so I love that you continue to steer me back to who Jesus is uh, but all of those you lead through lion's share and the preaching and the teaching and the discipleship that you do throughout the country and really internationally. So Dave, thank you for being on the false Jesus podcast today, man. Uh, I love you. Uh, my love to Cheryl and and your kids, um, man, have an incredible Christmas and I just appreciate you taking the time to be on here today.
1: Thanks Kent. It's my privilege. Always enjoy teaming with you on things and i'm excited about what false jesus is revealing to many
0: people that's great god bless man Man, what an incredible conversation between me and Dave Buring. I hope that you enjoyed it. Now, most of the time on the False Jesus podcast, if you've been following with me, you know that at this point uh, I usually have a creative piece. But since Dave and I talked for a little bit, man, I'm just going to let that one ride. But I want to give you some information about Lion Share, about Dave Buring, that I always like to point people to good organizations that I believe in and trust. And so I can honestly tell. Tell you that Lion's Share has transformed my life. I'm not joking here. It's transformed my marriage, my family, my vocation. And I served on their board for six years. And I just stepped off this past month. And I had the privilege of journeying with Dave Buring for over 20 years now. And now let me tell you exactly what Lion's Share is. Lion's Share aims to co-mission with Jesus in fulfilling the great commission By igniting and equipping disciple-makers within the church and throughout the vocations where believers work, that includes small groups and one-on-one discipling, Lion Share believes that discipleship works best through relationships using a tool that references God's character, ways, and mission, and they provide those tools and train Christians to make disciples wherever they have influence, inside and outside their church buildings. So Lionshare Share believes that Jesus created the blueprint for discipleship by living life with his disciples, teaching them by example, and expecting them to turn around and invest in others. So they did, and the world was changed as a result. So if you want to be a part of something like that, for more information and great discipleship resources, I want to encourage you to visit lionshare.org. Well, everybody, that's all I have for you today on this episode of the False Jesus podcast. It's been a great conversation with Dave Buring, but again, I want to remind you to not just take my word for it or Dave Buring's word for it. I always want you to test it against God's word, against what Jesus said about himself. So go and explore those things for yourself and then report back, right? So if you think this episode would be helpful for somebody, would you consider Consider forward this to them because it might be helpful. You never know what God might reveal to them through an episode like this. So thanks everybody for joining me today. God bless. Hey, Merry Christmas to you and Happy New Year. I will see you in the new year 2023. Hard to even believe that that is the case. So God bless. I'll see you next year.